Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Full Heel Podcast coming back at you guys with uh, another breakdown of NXT Takeover Chicago. Um, this this card was so good, I had to come back and talk about it again. Um, I had uh, my guest Frankie here on, I think it was Monday. We were talking about it. He really doesn't watch uh, WWE, so I just needed someone to bounce my ideas off of. And today I have my old, well, not old judge, because I guess he didn't judge my old, my old co-host, um, Monsoon Mendez. Yo, yo. He's, hey, man, I also co-founded this thing. Yeah, no, yeah, he started it with me. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so he's back, his long-awaited um, return. We were trying to... Get together I'm, I'm, I'm like this. the Undertaker, dude. Yeah, you I'm, just keep coming back. Yeah, I, I come back every now and again. <laughs> but when I come back, it means something. Yeah, yeah. So I should probably get on that one. Okay, yeah. So we're here to talk about NXT Takeover Chicago, which we were both at. We were live. both at at that uh at that event. Yep, because we're residents of Chicago, of course. We, we sure are. Yeah. So um, I've been to a couple of them with you now to a couple of Raws, uh, house shows. I haven't been to any SmackDown. And I guess this was the first pay-per-view because it's an NXT pay-per-view, but I haven't been any pay-per-views and I chose not to go to Backlash and we we're kind of talking about it earlier how we cho- we both we, chose. We both could have easily gone. Yeah, but. But um, I think that the we went to the better show. Yeah. Of the weekend. We definitely went to the better show of the weekend. Um, So it was Saturday, NXT Chicago. What was it? The 20th? I don't know. 21st. 21st. So um somewhere along that yeah that timeline yeah I didn't watch NXT today but so the pre the matches that opened up were the matches for today yeah I didn't I didn't know that yeah so I Alex, didn't know that I I haven't, I haven't watched it but most likely that's what it is and um, I mean this this is the first time I'm hearing that so it no well makes I, sense. I saw it online too it had um was it Drew McIntyre yeah he Drew beat McIntyre, uh formerly of Drew who did he beat uh, TNA he beat Blake and uh that, that those were the results <laughs> yeah, so, he so beat I'm Blake so I'm guessing they just used the same um Blake of formerly uh formerly of uh Blake and Murphy yeah and Alexa Bliss came out of that she was the manager yeah she was with them yeah so and then she kind of started doing her own singles thing and uh broke broke off because they they were losing and now she's that oh, she's she's red hot right now dude yeah She's yep. uh what three time NXT or not NXT? She's three time women's three-time, champion. Uh, women's champion. On she did not win it once on NXT. Can you get closer no. in on that, Hoja? Um, just be, just so it sounds the same. Okay. For this me and you, you, you can move the arm up a little bit if you want. Oh well, that, that works too. Yeah. That way you don't got to crouch Pod, down. And podcasting, shit. brother. Yeah, it's podcasting, brother. I got their pop filters so the peas don't pop. Yeah, but she was never NXT champion. She was uh she moved up to the main card right away when they did the the brand split and she went to smackdown no she uh, went to raw well that that was before the the draft wasn't it? yeah the so for the draft she went to raw stayed there for like a year and then they did shake up and now she's on smackdown that's what it was Sorry. yeah and then um i don't think they had a lot of faith in her when she was on nxt no they didn't i don't think, I don't think they saw the potential Mm-mm. but um it, I, it, it wasn't until probably her the end of her run at NXT that mm-hmm. they kind of saw something. Okay, well, because I remember thinking, what 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 do they see in her? I don't I don't see, but now mm-hmm. she she's gotten way better. Yeah. So the point is, if you guys don't watch NXT, watch NXT. That's why we're talking about this takeover Chicago because it was just it, 
too good not to go over again. Yeah, it was it was actually pretty good. It, it's it's weird because they usually do the takeovers before the big shows like WrestleMania, mm-hmm. Survivor Series. Yeah, but they did one this time around a secondary show, so I thought yeah. that was a little weird. Yeah, they did it for Backlash, which is kind of weird. So yeah, the, especially considering that they did one right before WrestleMania, which wasn't too long ago. Yeah. So the opening one was for um, the opening match was Roderick Strong versus Eric Young from Sanity. Yeah, um, these are two guys that are not developmental talent. They they should be on the on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, these Eric Young is a TNA former TNA top talent. He was their champion at some point, maybe even more than once. After Bubba, right? After yeah, that after was, aces and eights, a little bit after, actually a while after him. But I remember because I would go back and watch it every so often. Yeah, and and I remember everybody was giving him crap for being champion for TNA putting the belt on him. But I thought that he was pretty effective. Mm-hmm. I was actually I actually liked it. I think we talked about this in our earlier episodes. We have earlier episodes of the Cruiserweight Classic. I'll, I'll, I have to upload it tomorrow. It might have been around that time. Yeah, we we I remember talking ago. when when he came in to NXT. It might be around there. I'll listen to it again. And I'll upload the the ten episodes, which I've been saying. Sorry, guys, I need to upload them. That's more wrestling content. I'm going to try to get more wrestling content yeah, on the, the, the early, full heel. The early, full yeah, the full shows. the full ten, yeah, the full ten <laughs> episodes that we did. You were on nine of them. I did like a twenty minute episode. Yeah, we we covered most of that cruiserweight class. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, so I never really followed these guys' career. I had just seen Eric Young somewhat, and then I just know Roderick Strong got his neck broke by AJ Styles. Well, yeah, the, but. He's probably well known for being on the receiving end of a botched uh, Styles Clash. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did some notable work in Ring of Honor. I believe he was their, I believe he was their champion as well. And if I remember correctly, he was feuding with one of the Briscoes in Ring of Honor. I'm probably wrong about that, but um, yeah, I know him from Ring of Honor. I actually have had drinks with him. <laughs> after one of the ring of honor shows he's a pretty cool guy but yeah these two guys are seasoned talent that i think would be way more beneficial on the main roster right now but considering how the main roster looks they might get lost in the shuffle well i i kind of was scared for nxt because they were they brought up a lot of their guys they brought up shinsuke finn samoa they brought up a lot of their good guys and i was kind of scared for them but um these guys are keeping it strong especially with their wrestling I didn't think Roderick Strong had um had too much of a character to him, but he had. Oh the, man, have you seen any of the um, the vignettes? Yeah, that yeah, they yeah, those are so good. Well, that that's why I, I I wasn't behind him at first. So, and and not necessarily are the vignettes what got me behind him more of um his wrestling style. I guess I just hadn't seen too much of it, and um I guess the crowd reaction too. The crowd got really behind him. Channing, let's go. Uh, yeah, well, I, I feel a lot of that crowd. Roddy, knows, yeah, yeah, knows who he is. Yeah, a lot of the crowd knew who he was. Yeah. Um, I, I, I also want to bring up. Did you notice how there was very, very few, maybe two that I can remember CM Punk chants at? Oh man, that crowd shot down those yep. chants. Oh yeah, so the, quick. The NXT crowd is not taking that shit. They will. They. I heard it like no, a couple he, times behind me, like started like CM Punk, and people were like, "Shut up!" Yeah, and I just, feel. I feel like whoever tried to start. That chant was probably a backlash the next night. Yeah, it, that's what I was. Ca- they have to be more casual fans. Yeah, me and my brother were laughing. We're like, they're not getting stopped tomorrow. Tomorrow they're going off with a. Uh, and 
I didn't really pay attention to the crowd on I was doing a lot more other stuff, like podcast Man, stuff on the background. I, I was I, watching it, but... I only watched like half of that. Yeah. Show. After TakeOver, it, w- it wasn't going to win me over, um, wrestling-wise. Well, their, their story... There, there, their story there wasn't a lot of good... I mean, there... Okay, I, I, maybe I'm phrasing that a little wrong. I mean, but there wasn't a lot of stuff that was drawing me in. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we can get a little bit into it right now. Um, and and the half that I watched, I didn't think Roderick Strong was going to win going in, but he, he pulled off the victory. I did. He's got a really badass finisher. What is it? A suplex going into um, a backbreaker, or like he lets him drop into his knees. Yeah. So I have I don't know what that's called. But I've seen him do it. Yeah, I didn't know that was his finisher, which is a pretty badass finisher. I play the two K seventeen. I have um, the power bomb into the backbreaker. Yeah. Um. No, I thought this was a really good match for two guys that, or rather, I should say that I'm surprised that they let two guys that were not actually developmental talent start off the show. Um, but I think that it was a good opportunity to showcase the other two guys of Sanity. I don't, I don't, I don't remember their names at the moment. Gilly, Killian, Killian Dane, Killian and Dane. something Wolf, Alexander Wolf, Alexander Wolf, yeah. Yeah, the guy that looks like uh, Josh Burnett. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, they, they're dude. They all fit into that so good. Well, not so much Killian, but he does fit into it somewhat. He seems like a Viking of sorts, not so much uh, in like a crazy person of today. But um, even Nikki, Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross, who had an NXT Women's Championship match we'll, later on. We'll get into that. Yeah, we can get into that. Um. Yeah, but like I said, I don't think Roderick Strong is going to win, but I think he won me over as the as the match went on, especially with the crowd getting behind him. And like you said, the vignettes. The vignettes were a big part. Yeah, I, I think they're setting him up for a big run in NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't know what they have planned for Eric Young. I have a feeling he's probably going to be in NXT for a long time. He's probably... Gonna be like an like an NXT mainstay, mm-hmm. kind of like that guy that you know he can he can work well. He can help um, showcase some of the younger talent that isn't quite as experienced. So you know I I don't know at, at the end of the day I guess that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of a shame that they if they do have Eric Young um, poised for that for that position because he does have. A lot of talent. Do you think? Uh, have, but also, if if they moved him up to the main roster, he'd he'd get way lost in that shuffle. Do you? What well, do you think they don't move him up because kind of Dean Ambrose is like a mild version? No, I think they they won't move him up because they know that he can get guys over guys that they want over. Hence, what I think this match was their attempt to to get Roderick Strong over. Hmm. Yeah, then it, they got him over really yeah. well. Yeah, they did. And it, it also helps that the crowd knows who he is, too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go, Roddy. Yeah. Yep, Roddy Strong. Yeah, Roddy Strong. The crowd, dude, I think I think a big big part of me getting over on him was the crowd. Yeah, but he's he's damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who do you think he feuds with next? After, do you think they continue the Eric Young, or do you think he moves on to Cien Almas? Or maybe another... A Tommy feud. See, that's what I was thinking. Like maybe they stick a Tommy in there. Mm-hmm. When's the um, 
the tag team shit going on because I know they like tagging everyone together. Yeah, isn't that like the the Dusty? Yeah, the Dusty Rhodes Classic. When yeah. is that? Because I know they're. Ha- oh, did you hear the May Young Classic? No, is that the women's? That's tournament the women's that tournament. That's okay. what it's going to be called. But I don't know when the. Is that going to be like a ten week thing? Like the. I don't know. Cruiserweight Classic. I I don't know because the UK thing wasn't was it? No, it was like a no. One. That was that was like a week over a weekend. Mm-hmm. It was over a weekend. Yeah, I'm not sure about the May Young thing. I think the details will emerge as we go. Yep. But um, where was I? Yeah, so was, we were talking about the match. Yeah. With, uh, yeah. So where? Who do you, yeah, the cruise. Where do you think the tag thing? And well, that, that, yeah. that should that should be coming up soon. Yeah, I think it's towards the end of summer. If I'm not mistaken. Mm, then we still got a while. We still got another good feud. Like mid to late summer. I think it starts like mid summer, mm-hmm. goes into late yeah. summer, like August September that time frame. Yeah, so Roderick Strong picks up the victory and hightails it so Sanity won't beat the shit out of him. Yeah, they got in the ring, they tried to do their thing, and Roddy Strong got out of there. Yeah. But, I, you know, like I said, I thought it was a good showcasing of the other guys of Sanity. Yeah. Are the other guys feuding with anybody? Maybe they could tag uh, Roderick with somebody, and they can have Eric Young and one of their Sanity members versus Roderick Strong. Maybe they can develop something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I see the other guys in the in the in their tag division, mm-hmm. maybe going against the Authors of Pain at some point. Maybe, yeah. What about Heavy Machinery against the Authors of Pain? Well, I guess we could talk about that when we get there. Yeah, to the tag match, um, which leads us next into the Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunne for the UK title. Yeah, I I went into this like not knowing. Oh, dude, too I was much. I was totally naive on the whole thing just because. So when we started off this show, the Full Heel Podcast, I like wrestling. I like UFC. You like wrestling. You somewhat like MMA. Yep. You're more of the wrestling guy. I'm more of the MMA guy. Yep. And that's what we started on. Um, you got a lot more busy school, work. You had kids. You got a wife. All that, all that crazy <laughs> shit. So I, I had to continue it, uh, continue it on, and I just focused more on WWE. And that all happened yeah. within the year. Yeah, within the year and uh, MMA, and I'm trying to focus. Not I'm trying to divide up the not the time, but put more content out for wrestling stuff because I kind of did more MMA stuff. Like I said, you were the more of the wrestling guy. Yeah, I'm more of the. So I, you not mentioning any of this to me, like the UK stuff. I really didn't pay attention to it just because I didn't. I'm like, well, if Jesus didn't mention it. I mean, I, I remember when it was. I remember. I I know you but, like uh, Zack Saber Junior. Yeah, but I don't even know if he was in this tournament. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. Uh, I I just did not pay attention to this tournament. I remember when they unveiled the the bell and like they announced the tournament. And it was going to be over a weekend. I remember all that stuff. That was like back in January, but this wasn't anything that I actually followed. I don't know for some reason to me. It didn't seem as appealing as that of the cruiserweight classic. Yeah, no. The um, maybe we could talk about a little bit about the cru- little diversion. So I don't, I don't. The cruiserweight classic was epic. I'll release yeah. those episodes because we we did ten weeks on that, and not knowing what the cruiserweight classic was gonna be going into it, like we had so much content to talk about with it because it was so good and 205 live is not living up to anything oh no it's complete day and night yeah it's uh, they need to do something with that because how can you have such a great 
tournament for the cruiserweights and then turn it into pure dog shit at yeah, 205 really. Live. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, and I, and I hope they fix it. But um, back to Tyler Bate and uh, Pete Dunn. Yep. So match of the night, possibly match yeah. of the year, dude. Yeah, what an awesome match. And that's look, here here it is. That's without JR's commentary. Me and Jesus were there live, no commentary. Oh, man, when JR came out, everybody went nuts. Yeah, the that whole crowd. Awesome. Yeah, like, and then the crowd's reaction to to this whole match was epic. So at at times they were um they were chanting fight forever was it uh UK what were they UK title some there was I, yeah I don't they were they were chanting something about the UK in Chicago yep. like that doesn't happen they were they were doing it it um it knocks down borders in a sense you this was wrestling this was this wasn't UK. This wasn't America. This wasn't Canada. Canadian wrestling. This was all fucking. Re- this was just wrestling. Yeah. Like it didn't matter where you were from. You just liked what you were watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They had really good chemistry. Dude, I love Bruiserweight. Yeah, the Bruiserweight. Yeah. Pete Dunne. Yeah. Um. He's such an awesome heel. Yeah. He he has. Full heel podcast. Yeah. There you go. He has like. Uh, I don't know. He has he has like this heel charisma. Like you want to hate him, mm-hmm. kind of like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a great heel in that respect. Like this is a guy you can hate. Yeah. So when they started off the tournament and when they announced everyone and they had him elbow some, one of the, the tournament dudes, that was awesome. I don't know if you saw that. I kind of remember that. So so they had uh they, they lined up everyone with a, I don't know if it was Regal, or it might it might have been Triple H. They might have been both out there. I'm not sure because I didn't see the tournament. I just saw the no. This was for the announcement. So they're announcing everyone, and Pete Dunn um, fucking elbow smashes someone in the face. I kind of remember that. And they, that. All, they all stop him. They're like, hey, yeah. hey, what are you doing? I kind of remember yeah. that. He's a fucking badass heel. Yeah. Um, Tyler Bate, going into it, I thought was a little bit more plain. I, I, I do know that both of these guys wrestled for Progress Wrestling. Mm-hmm. They were part of a stable called British Strong Style. Yeah, that... that um. That's all I know. So I'm in a couple of groups, and I comment, and I and I get a little bit of information. Like there was a thread today that I was talking to a bunch of people. Shout outs to them. But uh, we were we were talking about just how good of a match it was, just how epic of a match it was. Yeah. And um. Yeah, fucking badass heel. And then I, 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 like I said, I didn't know much about Tyler Bate because I don't know. He, I guess he's young. And I'm not. I don't watch UK uh, wrestling, but they're getting him out there very well. They're exposing him pretty well. It, it's funny because I think um, y- you know who MVP is. Yeah, he, I remember him. Yeah, he he said something like, "Oh, these guys aren't even good yet, and look how good they are." Yeah, look at the match they put on. Like he meant like they're not seasoned yet. Oh, okay, yeah, they're, okay. They're, they're they're not seasoned yet, and look how good they are, dude. Yeah, because they're both really young. Yeah, they're both really fucking young. Yep, I think these two guys would would make a, a great addition to the um, to the main roster, and I, I I feel like main roster as in the cruiserweights. No, like I. Raw. So here's the thing: I think these guys would help out the cruiserweight, like the two hundred five live thing, I, if they're I, trying to keep it. I can agree with that. Yeah, because um, to tell you the truth, I think they get lost in uh, even with these great matches. Yeah. They're not going to have as much time on Raw or SmackDown as they should have because we're going to get Roman Reigns feuding with an, anybody and everybody, which isn't bad 
I guess that's this is why we have these other shows. But three, uh, they do have the time though. On Raw, Raw's three hours. They have the time for this. They're just well, not using here, it right. Here, here's something interesting. What do you think this match would have done, or how well do you think this match would have would have done, like on Raw? This is just a regular mm. Raw match in the middle of a Raw, in the middle of a three-hour Raw. I think it would have done really well. Or if, or if it got on like in the middle of sma- of uh, Backlash. I think it would have done really well. You think it would have done just as well and gotten the same critical reception? Yeah, I just think Raw and SmackDown for some reason aren't geared that way. They're fucking no, they're not. Those shows are run. It, it almost reminds me like a variety show. You know where there's like something for everyone. Whereas yeah. NXT has that. It, it's trying to be Ring of Honor, but with a bigger budget. Yeah. Well, they're bringing in all the all the indie guys. Yeah, and that's it's that's, big that's time an, for that's indies. Another scary thing. Yeah, they're like killing they're, the indies. Yeah, really. Um, and then if but, if but you is it so? I don't know. I I've been. I don't know if the reports are right that WWE is like their stock is down or their views are down, but like wrestling, it, make, it makes sense. Wrestling to me is like on an all time rise, like all around. But but that's the thing. It's not WWE wrestling that's on a rise. Yeah. It's it's everything else. Yeah. But NXT to a certain extent is is building, maybe because it's new and they're not doing. Well, I I think it's it, it's one of those things where. It's still a WWE product, mm-hmm. but it strays away from what you would expect if you were watching like a Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. So it's it's still WWE, but it's still different. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, and and like it's it's easy to it's easy to find if you don't have access to like Ring of Honor or you know any of the other independent promotions. To be honest, I think the UK title should either. It doesn't make sense on 205 Live. I think it makes sense as a mid-card title for NXT. Well, it's it's a division. It, really, if you think about it. Yeah, because it's only UK guys, isn't it? Yeah. Is it like only the only United Kingdom guys they, can fight for should, it? They should honor that, I feel. If, if you're getting rid of the European title and you got rid of it altogether and you brought in the UK title... Then you kind of have to and have it, that. It's funny because I think that's what they were trying to do back in the day. Well, well, I look. There's a European and there's an intercontinental. Is it intercontinental all of them, all the continents? Y- yeah. And then the European should just be European. Then, like I didn't get that before. Like anyone could win the European title before. Yeah, but this time around they're doing it. I mean, they did it in in yeah, you know, in in mm-hmm. U, in the UK. So so I. So they should honor that. They should keep mm, yeah. only UK talent. Yeah. But do they get their own show, like a weekly show? Or how does that go? No, I think it should be, to, to me, I would put it as a division in NXT. Like? Like like you have a, a UK division mm-hmm. in NXT. Like to keep the title there, but only you got UK guys. Yeah. Bring, bring in more UK guys. Yeah. I, that's what I would do. I could I could see that because th- there's already way too much content as it is mm-hmm. to try to bring in a whole nother fucking weekly show of just UK guys. Yeah, you have two hundred five live. Yeah, and you have fucking UK weekly or whatever the hell they would call it. I would I would like them just to incorporate the cruiserweights into Raw. 
all together and SmackDown and just have it. Well, see, here's the thing with the brand split. They can't really do that anymore. Like, have it defended on both. You kind of have to give it to one promotion in that. I, I always said, um, I've said it before on here, too. I always said they should have the Cruiserweights, an exclusive WWE Network show. You you can show, like, highlights on either Raw or SmackDown and be like, you know, you can see all the, all the Cruiserweights on only on the WWE Network, you know, on this time, on this day, and that kind of thing. I always said it should be a network exclusive show. There's value in that. And I think in that respect, you know, you don't have you, you don't have to like come up with all these weird storylines to come up with now. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's it's only an hour long show, you have an hour to pack all your shit in and you get more wrestling than anything. Like that's what this was, just wrestling. Yeah. This match was just yeah. wrestling. Very little story. Well, the story wrote well, I mean, itself because yeah, the tournament the, was there. The, the stories, as, as cheesy as it sounds, the stories were written in the ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why why do you think why do you think it did, it couldn't transition like that for the cruiserweights? Because the tournament was crazy. Why didn't you continue it on to there? I think they're treating it like if it were Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Because, like, does it seem like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Organo stole the the energy from the Cruiserweight Classic and used it to propel themselves to NXT well, I mean, champions? It, it, it helped. It did. That definitely it helped, helped them out a lot. I mean, they you saw the match they put on. That oh. was probably one of the best matches mm-hmm. that stands out to me from that tournament. And it was maybe in the second round or the first round? I think it might have been first round of the yeah, tournament. Yeah, I think it was the first round. Yeah. Epic match. Go back and watch it. Like I said, I'll release some of those episodes that we did. On the cruiserweight classic, I remember we we put that match over pretty good. Yeah, we did. We put it over. We put it over, brother. <laughs> um, he hit him with a bicycle. <laughs> Isn't that your favorite line? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a Dusty Rhodes classic. Dusty Rhodes, right yep, yep. So um, we we didn't talk about too much about this match, but Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn, awesome match. Ty, uh, Pete Dunn hits his finisher first, but well, first of all, it started off with like technical grappling, technical holds, yeah, headlocks. Okay. Shit like that submission. Yeah, it's, it's and that's very standard for <laughs> that's very standard for British wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's more it's of very, an old school style. Yeah, it's very technically based. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I liked from uh, Zack Saber Junior. Yeah, Zack Saber Junior did, but I think he overdid it. Maybe, maybe because everyone else was showcasing their style. Yeah, yeah, everyone was showcasing their style. That he was like, I'm gonna stick to what I'm good at. And I'm gonna showcase my style a little bit more. Because, you know, they do have to do a little bit of everything, but I think he did a little bit more of um, holds and shit like that. But I think they were kind of pushing them towards doing that. Oh, he's a submission specialist. I, I think I think that broke up the high flying pretty nicely. Like, you had a nice variety of different styles, and I think mm-hmm. I think that's why, to me, it stood out so much because it, it, it actually gave the whole thing some levity. So Pete Dunn hits his finisher. Uh, Tyler Bay kicks out. Shit, man! I, I kept sorry. I keep on skipping over a lot of shit. A lot of technical <laughs> holds. Yeah, no. And so Tyler, Tyler or Pete Dunn hits his first uh, first finisher. This guy kicks out, and they keep it going. These guys had a lot of back and forth. That was really really good. Yep. They um they started brawling at one point where they were just throwing punches. 
to uh, where they uh, sell the, where they're exhausted. They both act like they're exhausted after fucking just duking it out. They both uh, exchange various moves off the rope, like um, forearms off the ropes, kicks off the ropes, and they both do like their little signature thing off the ropes, like a cartwheel kick. I, th- I think it was from or like a spinning, f- like he just spins forward into it, like he drops yeah. into it. Uh, Bait did. I forgot what Dunn did. Pete Dunn, I think, just fucking like almost like a big boot of sorts. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds about right for him. <laughs> yeah, and um. So he hits his finisher. Tyler Bay kicks out. A lot of back and forth. One of my favorite things wasn't even a move. It was an off-the-rope thing by Tyler Bate where he he throws him and he comes off the ropes a bounce back. Yep. But he dives into it and bounces off with his shoulders. He kind of tucks his, his neck or his head down and he bounces off the ropes and he comes back. It wasn't even a move or anything. Just the uniqueness of that, seeing a, a, a bounce back off the ropes. Yeah. You usually see him turn around and come back and like receive a clothesline or reverse it into something. He bounced back and I think he reversed it into something. And there, there was a ton of reversals in this match. A lot of unique moves that I hadn't seen before. Um, my favorite out of the whole thing was when uh, Pete Dunn went for his. I don't know what his finisher is called. What is his finisher? That I don't know. Like he um, he tosses him up in the air. Almost like a, I don't even know how to explain it, but um, <laughs> Tyler Bate reversed it into a DDT. Yeah, Look. I I I remember that. I'm like I'll, I'll be honest, with you, I didn't watch the show from seeing it live. Yeah. So. Oh, you did. I I watched it three times. Or, like I watched it two more times, and they said it. I should have wrote it down. I didn't. Yeah. Like an idiot smoking too much bud. But um. Yeah, no, so he reverses his finisher, and he's, like, literally in the air and reverses it into a DDT and uh, plants him, like, plants him with a DDT. And then eventually he hits, um, Pete Dunn actually hits his finisher and, and gets the pin. Yep. They both hit their finishers how many times? Pete Dunn hit it. I don't know, but I remember thinking it was a little excessive. Three times, and bait might have hit it twice. I'm I'm not a real big fan of, you know, you hit your finisher, you go for the pin, and you kick out. Mm-hmm. And then you hit your finisher again, and you still kick out. I'm not a real big fan of that. Uh, I think it weakens your your finisher. And then then the next match, they had um, <laughs> the women's. Which I'm sorry, I thought it was Bobby Roode, and I was gonna get into it like how we because they kicked out a bunch, but it was a women's. No, I was gonna skip over that, but sorry, yeah, well, not, we I can, didn't want to skip over that. We'll, we'll we'll touch back on that. Yeah, in, in that match. Um. So next we had the women's, the women's match. We had uh, Asuka defending against uh, Nikki Cross and uh, Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot won me over in this match. She, I, she, I didn't she like her as much. Won, she's won me over. I didn't. I didn't. I did not necessarily like her as much. I just really didn't think much about her. Yeah. Before this match, and then I guess her wrestling kind I of. Mean, all all three of them are so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought this was the match that Oscar was going to lose her title. I thought so too until. And actually, it, th- there was supposed to be a fourth girl, yeah. right? I I thought so too until Ember Moon got uh, injured and yeah, and I'm fell I'm out. I'm convinced that. Ember Moon was probably gonna win. Yeah, she was definitely. She Oscar's not losing until this girl comes back. Yeah, I don't see anyone else. 
Um, but I, you know, she she has that Goldberg like streak. She beat it. Yeah, she beat Goldberg streak. She beat Goldberg streak. So I wonder if like at this point maybe they should ride it out for as long as they can. Mm. They should just let her keep it for as long as they can. But they have to they have to give Ember Moon the title, dude. I don't I don't I don't I'm, s- I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying like, you know, don't don't you know, don't give it to Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. I I'm saying like let Ember Moon come back. You know, Asuka's like putting out these girls left and right. Then she's she's kinda like, you know, got that unstoppable. And then Ember Moon comes in and just takes her out. That's kind of how. That that that's how I would book it. Yeah, I don't see anyone anyone taking it from her till Ember Moon gets back. I would hope so. She's actually really good too. Yeah, they they need to build some of these girls, which I can see it happening. But they they need to. I, I thought maybe Nikki Cross could have won. I I see. I saw her being champion. I, I kind of thought she should. Yeah, that, that night I kind of thought she. Should've. Yeah, if, if anything, that that's the night that they should have made her win. Yeah, and she didn't win it, so I don't know what's going to happen with that. Well, at some point, I'm sure. They should. Yeah. They should give it over. I think she's I think she's one of the, the best they have there. You know, not anything against Ruby Riot, but I yeah. think she's, she's Ruby Riot's still a little young. She hasn't been there as long as these girls. And I don't and she's not like better than them at wrestling. I'm not saying she's worse, but she's not better than them and she hasn't been there as long. So you you gotta develop her a little bit more. Yeah. And like I said, she won me over this match, so we'll see where they where they go with that. And, and like we said, we're like we were saying, Asuka's probably next opponent is um, is Ember Moon. She when is she, she retained? Come back, dude. You know, dude. I heard it was like six months. I hope not. So she, so if that's the case, she's probably not going to come back till like December. Yeah. So from now to then, I don't know. They should have Asuka do like a one on one with both. Ruby Riot and uh, Nikki Cross, like a, another triple threat. No, like like one, oh one and one. Yeah, with do do like a little feud with Nikki Cross and mm-hmm. then with Ruby Riot, then Ember Moon comes back. Yeah, because the one to beat Asuka is Ember Moon, and then maybe the title like you move um, Asuka that, up, and yeah, then that's when she goes up. then the title can move hands or like it can move around. Yeah, like it can go to Nikki, it can go to Ruby. And maybe in that time you develop some other girls that can be in contention for the title. Yeah. So this kind of, this this was a good match. Kind of got uh, shadowed by Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. Like you had such a badass match, and then you had this one, which was good, but it wasn't as great. And then um, I it I don't know. It, it kind of if I. Remember correctly, it was a little short. I thought, and the the finish was lackluster. Yeah, she, where she pinned both. Yeah, and like, I I, I don't I don't think the the finish had like the finishers I had can, oomph. You get me? Like I they, can kind of I can kind of see where they're going though, and it's funny because because I I heard this on a podcast earlier, and I remember thinking the same thing. They're probably building it where where she's. Where she's like getting so good, her ego is gonna get so big, and then out of nowhere, Ember Moon's gonna come, and she's gonna get beat because she underestimated Ember Moon. Mm-hmm. So that's that's probably what it is. Like it's like, oh look, she beat two girls this time. She pinned them both at at the same time. 
I, I actually like that. I just didn't like how the the finishers, I guess, were executed. I think they were executed very weak to where I didn't know they were the finishers. You get me? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, too. Like, that, like I like the fact that she pinned both of them. Yep. That was cool. But I, just, I was right. just like, whoa, why is she pinning them? And then you're like, oh, yeah, one of her finishers is the knee. Yeah. Like, and then, like, I didn't know Ruby Riot's finisher, so I didn't know... I didn't know that was supposed to put out Nikki Cross. Yeah. You should maybe you should well, I guess that was to make Ruby look strong. But like I said, I didn't know her finisher. Maybe I should be a little bit more educated since I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> but uh <laughs> I didn't know her finisher, so I do know Asuka, so I should have been a little bit more up to date on that. But I, like I said, I thought it it was a little bit lackluster of a finish. Like I liked the, the double pin. I just didn't like how the finishers were executed. Which brings us to our next match, Monsoon Mendez. And let me tell you something, brother. It was a glorious match. So we had a glorious Bobby Roode versus Hideo Tommy. I was kind of confused at first as to why they would put the... I thought it would have been tag match, NXT women's match, Bobby Roode versus Hideo Tommy for the main event. No, I, I, I could see it. They, they did it because the tag team match was a ladder match. Yeah. So I guess they wanted to add on something big. Yeah, I, 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 that's what I was like. And then when you texted me, you're like, I, I feel something coming. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. I'm like, okay, now I know why this match is at the end. But that, but we had Bobby Roode versus the Tommy. I'm not really too sold on a Tommy. I, my brothers talked to me about him more. Like I said, you were the wrestling guy. You're more into. You've been more into New Japan. You know more about them. You're more studied on them, which I will get more. Um, I mean, I remember when when they announced they were bringing him in, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a big deal because that was a huge get. I feel like that was around the time when they started. Well, I should say that's when they started to get their influx of talent. When yeah. they started to basically pick out all these guys that they wanted from New Japan, from, you know, the indie scene, from all those places. So he's I guess yeah, they I guess he's he's big in that way that they 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 he was one of those first big guts. You know what I mean? I I remember it was it was like a big deal, but I remember I'm like, I don't know any of these Japan guys. Like I know it was a big deal when they got uh, Nakamura and then I knew a little bit more about Asuka because I'm like, well, they're bringing in all these people. Let me let me figure out who they are. So I knew who Asuka was when she was coming in. Not so much to, uh, about Nakamura. I had to look up uh, about him, but I knew it was a big deal that Atami came over. Never really looked him up. Got in. He got injured a bunch, and they never they never really showcased him as much as they could and as much as they wanted. So I was never really sold on him. And my brother's like, well, the fact. He's like, I know why you're not sold on him. I'm like, why? He's like, everyone has his moveset that you've seen. He's like, everyone's taken his moveset, which he was he was known for in Japan. He's like, you have like his finisher taken by CM Punk. And um, he's like, a lot of the guys that you see wrestling now, like have taken some of his stuff. I'm not sure. If, like he might have said AJ. But AJ, uh, I don't think it's that similar. More of the new, more of the Japan guys, I guess. 
I'm trying to think. Like Finn. I, I, think I no, he said Finn. He said Finn. Yeah, yeah Finn, Finn is yeah. very similar. Yep. He says, um, he's like Seth uses a little bit of it, not too much. Like with, I guess with the drop kicks and like shit like that. Yeah. Off off the rope stuff. He he does like stomps off the ropes too. I think he does. But um with him too, he's kind of been unlucky because he's gotten injured a lot. You know, he had, he had that sh- that shoulder injury when yeah. he first came in. You can see the scar on his shoulder. Yeah, and then I think he got sh- injured shortly after that. And then he came back. I think that's when... I don't remember if he got injured be- the second time before or after he did that feud with um, Austin Aries. But then I guess now... I don't know if he's coming. I think he's coming back like off of a minor injury. I'm not sure. Yeah, this one wasn't his minor, right? The first one was his shoulder. Yeah, the first one he was out for like a year. Yeah, that, I remember that one was a while because everyone kind of forgot. And then he, this time again, is like, oh fuck, he's injured again. Yeah. But then he, he's, he, he's, he came back. Yeah, I fast. think that's when he. I think he got injured when he was uh, feuding with Austin Aries. Yeah, but now he's back. Yep, he's in the title picture. He, I I guess I, I I don't know I wasn't fo- I wasn't following NXT too much to see the lead up to this match. Like what do you mean? Oh, like before this match? I thought yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Every, like everything. No, everything that led up to this match. Um, he did, he came out in a suit one day when and everyone's like, oh my god, because Bobby Roode was like, I don't have anyone face. I've looked. Yeah, he, I, he, Shinsuke he like, ran away. He was like in a white suit, right? Uh, I think it was gray. If I like, yeah, not not too dark. Like yeah, it was a gray suit. He came out and uh, Bobby Roode said something, and this guy, or he might have not said anything. I think he just opened up his arms like he does his glorious pose, and uh, Hideo bitch slapped him. And I think that I think that <laughs> ended so that. Cool. Yeah, he just bitch slapped him. He might have said something too. And um, I think the lack of English kind of. That that's why the promos weren't there as much. Maybe there was. That's why there wasn't as much build, and maybe it was kind of fast. Who knows? Yeah. But, I mean, it, it had it had to be that like who because who else do they have that they can put against? Yeah. It, it, I liked I liked the Tommy a lot more after this match than I did going in. Yeah. I learned a lot more about him. Just um just seeing him fight for the title, I guess. I had seen him. Re- I had seen him wrestle a couple a couple times. I don't know. This one was a little bit different to me. I just haven't seen him as much in like I guess main event main event matches. Yeah, I I, I knew that they were that he was going to end up in the title picture at some point. Do you think he wins it? No, not Unfortunately, anymore. No, I you don't. think he gets brought up like um, Ty Dillinger? No. Do you think he stays at NXT? Yeah. I do because I think they see him as a liability because of how often he's been injured. Yeah. You might be right. I mean, do you really want from their perspective, do you really want a champion who's going to get injured easily? No, I I wouldn't. Yeah. So, uh, I I think they just see him as a liability at this point. You could be right on that. Which is unfortunate. Throw, he'd be a great addition to the Cruiserweights. In my opinion, it'd give the give the cruiserweights a little bit more um, weight, a little bit more names. Yeah, but I don't. 
I, I don't think they they put him in a in the cruiserweights. No, no. I think I, he's he's already established as an NXT guy. Well, they've had it. They've had a NXT crossover into the cruiserweights. Look at Aries. That's true. That's true. But, but they, they needed star power. They and I'm telling you, Tommy will bring over some star, well needed star power. Neville's yeah, doing a great job with his heel turn. But um, who else do you have there besides Aries? That's like a big, big time. Wait, does Austin Aries even weigh two hundred five? Do you think he weighs more? Yeah. A lot of these guys do. Look at fucking Houston Alexander. Or not Houston Alexander. Sean Alexander? No. What's his name? Cedric. Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Look at that guy. That guy's huge. Yeah, there, there's no way some of these guys are making that 205. Yeah, Nice. Tony Nice. It used to be, I think, like 220 in WCW to be a cruiserweight. I don't remember. There was a limit. It was a lot higher than 205. I think it was like two thirty or two twenty. No, I think it's maybe maybe two twenty five. It might have been two twenty five. I remember it, it was a five. And there but, there but, was a but, limit, but there was a limit, mm-hmm. right? And it was way higher than two hundred five. I don't remember if it was higher than two hundred five. To tell you the truth, we can go, we can look. We can go back and look after I'm, this. I'm looking this up. Now. You, you could, but um, so they both um. They both start the match, and uh, I think it was an outside spot where uh, it was two twenty. Hideo tries to. It was two twenty. It was two twenty. Hideo tries to land um, like a kick to Rude, which got, got his shoulder injured when he got tossed to the outside, I believe. I think I think Rude moves, and this guy slams into the stairs and injures his ankle or his knee, if not both. Yeah, which will hinder him in the future for the go to sleep his finisher. They're setting. So when we were talking about earlier that you shouldn't kick out of your, um, like that you shouldn't let people kick out of your finisher. It doesn't look strong if, if you let people kick out of your finisher. It, it, it devalues it. Yeah, yeah, it devalues it. These guys built it to where they were going to land their finishers, but they were both going to hurt each other in a key way. To, to where it'll affect that, yeah. to where you can't hit it. See, that's different. Yeah, see, that's different. They're telling, telling the story. The story. Yes. 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 <laughs> They're telling the story of, hey, I fucked up my leg, I but this is the only way I can stop him. I can't do my finisher yeah. all the way, but I'm still going to hit it. Yeah. And Rude, he fucked up his shoulder. He can't land it. The perfect DDT, or the glorious DDT, sorry, the perfect. The glorious DDT. Shins, uh, Shinsuke. Atami. <laughs> Atami fucks up his leg from fucking landing a dropkick to the... To the stairs. To the stairs. On he the uh, he messes brother. up his leg. Can't, can't land the go to sleep because... You have to you have to fireman's carry him up, stand up, and then kind of bring toss him, him. Yeah, your knee. bring yep. him down to your knee, so he can't do his move anymore. So I, I don't I don't I don't remember who went first for it. I think it was Rude went for the glorious DDT and couldn't get the good cover on him and not the right pop on, or something on the DDT. Yeah. Atami kicks out. A little bit goes on, and Atami hits to go to sleep, but Rude rolls out. Of the of the ring and Atami can't follow him because he's left nursing his leg after hitting the go to sleep. Yeah, and and I I kinda I kinda like that that he didn't like he sold it very well, is yeah. what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. Um he didn't go out and chase after him. I thought that was very good. 
uh, ring psychology, as they call and it. And I think this match lost a lot of, um, well, it got shadowed as, as well with the women's title match because it was sandwiched in between two badass fucking memorable matches. Yep. Like, on on their own, those two matches on this card could are easily up there for moments and matches of the year. Yeah. That's it. Just you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, Dude, I've been putting this match over. Yeah. So. Like, this this match was it was really good. This whole card was good. Yeah. It just. I'm, I'm pretty glad that I was able to go. Actually. Yeah. I'm so happy I bought tickets. So. I'm so happy I got tickets for it and didn't go to Backlash. Because I almost bought Backlash tickets instead, but I'm like, nope. I we, we Trust me, dude. We could have easily gone to Backlash, but yeah. I was not. Uh, I was not trying to go to that. <laughs> yeah, so um, finally Bobby Roode hits the glorious DDT, but he holds on to it, steps over in a little Brazilian jiu-jitsu move, kind of, and uh, picks him back up. While holding on to it again to the headlock. Yeah. Picks him up again for a second glorious DDT because he stepped over it. Hits him for the second one. Lands the pin for the second one. You, he needed a little bit extra because he was injured. That's how you sell a match. Brother. Yeah. That's awesome ring psychology. You tell a good story. It it had everything that a lot of matches on Raw don't have. Yeah. A lot of the matches on Raw are like... I, I have a lot of complaints about Raw. But we, we, we can do another episode where we just complain and complain I, and complain. I, I, we, we I'm trying to keep that. this a little bit more to NXT. Maybe a little bit of talk about... Mostly, mostly NXT. But by the time, it looks like we're we're just going to do NXT. So, Dude, rude. I'm, two I'm glorious down, DDTs. I'm down, for, I'm down for another episode where we talk about the problems yeah. that the main Raw... Oh, we can we definitely do another one. Yeah, we whenever, will. Whenever you're down, brother. Um, glor- Two I glorious DDTs. One, two, three. <laughs> and then, which brings us to the main event, the ladder match. Dude, I went in there looking forward to this because I have never been in a live event for a ladder match. Okay. I have, just at way smaller shows, which Maybe, you probably have, too. You know well. what? Actually, I might have to take that back. Yeah, Ring of Honor. There was ladders I, there. I remember going to... We went to the Ring of Honor and there was ladders there, bitch. That wasn't a ladder match, though, was it? There was ladders? There were ladders, but it wasn't a ladder <laughs> match. No, it wasn't a ladder match. You're um, right. You got you got me on that one, brother. I think I remember <laughs> going to a well, WCW 2000 show where there might have been a ladder match on mm. there. Or some kind of gimmick match. Might yeah. have been like a cage match or something. I definitely have been to ladder matches. I think Rob Van Dam was involved in the Windy City Pro Wrestling match. I don't know if they're still around. This was like a local Chicago show. And um they there was there was a ladder match. I was young. I don't remember too much about it. I'm not here to talk about that. Yeah, same with Brother. Same with WCW, Spring Stampede two thousand. <laughs> I yeah. was there. But I love wrestling. Yep. And I love MMA, so that's why the Full Hill Podcast exists, brother. Brother. And because I love you, Jesus, and let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the la- um, the last match was the la- uh, the ladder match. Main event. I thought this was a good match to, to go out with. So, um, we'd gotten into a little bit. Gargano and Ciampa had a match on the Cruiserweight Classic. So, they, they had started tagging right before this. And they were kind of popular before this together. They 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 were names. Champa and Gargano were names. 
They got together as a tag team. Yeah, I, I I don't even think at that point they were known as DIY. No, they were not known as DIY. So they went into um, that came in like way after yeah. the cruiserweight. Mm-hmm. So they went into cruiser cruiserweight classic as a tag team, and they got paired up in the first round or the second. But very early on, they got paired up. Yeah, and it was a freaking awesome match. That awesome. It, it was almost like fuck. You know, I don't want. I kind of don't want these two guys to fight. And I yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to see one beat the other one. Mm-hmm. And at but the, at the same time, they put on such a good match. At the end of the match, I think Gargano wins and advances into the second round of the classic. But at the end of the match, there's a classic scene where they're both left sitting in the uh, in the middle of the ring. And, Dude, um, it was almost the same thing. This, yeah, this it was almost around. the same thing. But uh, Champa changes it. He he does the heel yeah. turn at the end of this one. But in the first one, he kind of like big brothers him. Yeah, he, and he's he, like, "You beat me, little man. You yeah. beat me." And then this one. They, so after after Gargano wins, he doesn't win the tournament. He they I, go on to win the t- the tag titles from the Revival, which were a big tag team here on NXT. Yeah, now they're and, on the main and roster. Those series of matches were really good too, because both both tag teams were awesome. Yeah, that's why the Revival is on the main roster. Yeah, so DIY. Well, they're not a tag team anymore, but they'll they'll both make it to the main roster. They're main roster guys. Yeah, I think. If if Johnny Gargano can't get over on the main roster, I mean, dude, that's 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 not gonna be his fault or his problem. Yeah, it'll be the writing. Yeah, because because <laughs> he's so lovable. Yeah, dude, and um, Johnny Wrestling. Yep, Johnny Wrestling. So that one, Tomasa Champa, uh, Big Brothers, him. It ends. They become tag team champions. It's an awesome story. And they lose it to these big motherfuckers. These big motherfuckers. Yeah. The authors, authors of pain. pain. They're huge guys. Um, Managed by Paul. Paul Ellering. Paul, Paul Ellering. And. Um, Looks the same now as uh, back in the day. The dude doesn't age. So these guys took the title from uh, Razor and I don't know the other guy's name. I think it starts with like a D. I don't remember. Something like that. I just know Razor's name. They have really weird names. They're just the authors of pain. They they look exactly the same and they wear the same attire. So it's kind of hard to tell them apart and to remember their names. Because they didn't use it up until like recently. They started identifying them. So um, they might have always. I just never might have paid attention. I think a year ago when we were covering NXT, I was... Very rough on the authors of pain, but I think they've come a long way. Is it maybe because they're a really young talent? Yeah, they were very green and inexperienced. And look at them now; they've been champions for a little bit now. But it it, it also helps that they worked with Gargano and Champa. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, I thought Gargano and Champa were going to win this because it was a ladder match. I I thought I thought so too. When that stipulation was introduced, I'm like, oh, they're giving DIY the titles again. And then, so a little bit about the match before we get into what happened at the end. Yep. There there, there was a story in the match, and yeah. then one after. Epic, epic. So DIY finally figures out a way to somehow put a chink in these guys' armor without having a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. 
It's the ladder match. They're going to win. Yep. They're putting on a good show because they can use the ladders. They're faster than these guys, and they can incorporate the ladders to help them with power and strength yep. to take these guys down. So, and, and some of these ladder spots, dude, they oh, look yeah. really, really rough. So there's a there's a ladder spot out. I think it was the first ladder spot outside the ring where they set up uh, ladders to uh, from ring apron to barricade, and they yeah. set up authors of pain on them. And they get up on a huge single ladder, the the bigger ladder, like twice as large as a regular ladder they use. Yep. 20-foot ladder, I believe they called it. So they both get on each side of it, DIY. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of um, belly slam, like almost just like jump off and just like a slam. Not like a frog splash, but like a frog splash without the fl- a flailing of the arms and legs. Yeah. They what can, do you call they, it? They just... Just a, just a splash. Yeah. yeah, it's just a splash, right? Yep. So they hit them. They both go for a splash. And they both kind of bounce off or skid off after they hit. Champa's ladder fucking broke. Yeah. But they both kind of dive head first almost. It looked really dangerous. Yeah. Champa, I think, rolls a little bit better into it. Gargano, I think, hit a little bit harder. I think Champa recovered really well i think if he did if he wasn't as i don't think if his reaction time was as good as it is i think it would have hit his head but i think he kind of avoided it by putting up his hands and tucking his head a little bit yep from the angle i was sitting i couldn't see it as well so after i saw it twice on the network i was like holy shit that was fucking kind of dangerous for both like they were both in the same danger a little bit more they would have fucking hit their heads on the on the mat yeah this was actually a match that i did go back and Rewatch. And rewatch. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I remember thinking, man, that looked badass mm-hmm. live. And, uh, I, you know, it, it must have come off even better on, on TV. Yeah. So, if I'm not mistaken, one of the authors of Pain and Gargano are going up for the belts. Yeah. And Champa goes up and grabs one of the authors of Pain for the second ladder spot and kind of like German suplex. Not really. He grabs him from the back and kind of like pulls him off and releases him onto a ladder. Almost like a German, not not so much. And he releases him onto it, and his fucking ladder explodes, and you see shit fly everywhere from the ladder. Yeah, dude. It I... was. I I was like, what the fuck? Some I thought I thought uh I don't know who it was. One of the authors of Pain got hurt. Yeah, I, I was. I, 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 I was I remember con- seeing that thinking, fuck, this guy's fucked. Not even from the reaction from him, just from the the the, the ladder. Yeah. And it, and it, his it pure looked, size falling on it. It looked really nasty. Yeah. So they had two major ladder spots, both awesome. Just the first one because it was both of them on the outside and them almost breaking their necks, and the second one with the ladder exploding. Yeah. And um, they were about to win. I think it was at, right after that. They were about to win. He was he was unhooking the championships, and Elring, Elring, Paul. Yeah, Paul Elring. He comes in and knocks the ladder over. And DIY can't. And I don't even think he might have been up there. I think he was. I saw this twice. I don't even remember. I, I watched too much shit with MMA and WWE. <laughs> but um, the point is, he knocks over the ladder. Johnny Gargano super kicks him. And I, I remember that. And I remember thinking, holy shit. Yeah, uh, this guy took a super yeah, kick. Yeah, he took a bump. Yeah. And uh, the it, which gives the authors a pain time to recover and come back. So they come back and hit their. I don't I don't know what it's called, but it's, it has a cool name. Something power bomb where they they slam the 
the opponent's backs together when they have them up for power bombs, and then they and fucking then they power bomb them. them. Yeah, they put them through a power bomb. And, and then these guys went up, grabbed the titles, and we have a similar scene of Gargano. They, they both and Champa sitting in the middle of the ring. Yeah, they both lost. Gargano kind of leans over. Oh, you know what we missed oh. right before this? So Champa was going to get destroyed by these guys with the ladder spot. Yeah. Like he was going to get ran by the ladders. And Gargano sacrifices himself, which adds to the story. It builds the story. Like... So he jumps in front of the ladder and gets taken out by the ladder, which saves Gargano, and then Gargano gets... Uh, well, he's there while, I don't know, he gets beat up a little bit more, and these guys get the, well, then they get power bombed, and then these guys get the titles. So, again, they're in the middle of the ring, the big brother, little brother scene, after the loss, epic scene. Even there would have been all right of a, like, it would have been a five-star, it would have been a five-star card, in my opinion, and being there live would have just even that much better. Yep. And then you have them walking away, and I hate traffic. I hate crowds. You were about to. So I book it. I leave. I'm and, out of there. And and I I called it. Yeah, you I called it. it. Right you texted. The match. I'm like, you, these guys are yeah. gonna. You're like, I smell a heel spot or something. Yep, these guys are. Heel turn. And I'm like DIY, and you're like, yep. And we, I left it at that. I didn't want to. I didn't want anything else. But like I said, I hate crowds, so I'm like, I'm out of here, and I leave. They they walked up to the ramp. They I walked was, up the ramp. Um, like by and, the entrance. Yeah, and we went a quarter of the way out. We like passed the bathrooms and everything. So we were behind the announce tables, pretty much, like right on the side of the Titantron. Yeah. So we walked all the way in front of the Titantron where you were at section 106. We went from like 10 or 116, right? Something like that. We went from like 104 all we the way had really over there. Good seats. Yeah. So we moved all the way over there, like almost half of the way across the arena. We're almost because we're heading out our gate. Yep. And we're like, let's go peek in. By this time, these guys had walked up the ramp after sitting in the middle of the ring. They were... And they were... The they, cameras were on them. Yep, they, they stand in front of the entrance, kind yeah. of raise their arms. It's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we lost, but it was a, it was a fucking good match. Yeah. And, you know, we, we gave it the old college try. Mm-hmm. And, yep, the college try. <laughs> yeah. And Gargano... No, uh... Champa, Champa grabs Gargano and throws him into the fucking Titantron. Yep. Or into the, the screen or whatever. Yeah, into the entrance screen. Yeah, and he proceeds to beat the fuck out of him. Yep. And Gargano sells it really well to where he's like, what? Like, he, he doesn't understand. Like, he's so beat up and, like, confused to where he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? So, I'm telling you, I'm sitting behind the, the announce table and... I don't I don't know if it was during the rude match or right before this match. It was really dark and I see movement down there. I see like a crew carrying tables and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I thought they were gonna be used in the ladder match. I thought they were gonna bring out tables, so I thought nothing of it. Yep. And then when I see fucking Gargano or Champa beat the shit out Gargano, stand on top of the announce table and do what? John Cena's move? The F U? The attitude yeah, adjustment? Like a fireman's carry. Yeah, like a fireman's carry drop. Yeah. Into the fucking tables from all, all the way up there, all the way to the bottom. I'm like, wait a minute, those were the fucking tables they were carrying over. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's yeah. interesting because I, I I didn't even pay attention to that. Well, like you wouldn't have seen it because it was like only in front of me. Since I'm telling you, I'm, I was sitting right so, like, behind the table. Only people in that, section, like, people in that section noticed. That's that's so cool. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I thought it was gonna be used in the ladder match. I'm like, oh, the ladder match is next. Tables makes sense. The boss has some tables. 
<laughs> but they left him for the the end of Gargano's finish, which he fucking turned full heel. Yeah, he did. Yes. He really did go full. Yeah, heel. he went full heel. The crowd is yelling, "Fuck you, Champa!" Yeah, dude, I'm like, it, it, it's funny because that's not the kind of reaction that you would get from a crowd at a Raw or SmackDown. You don't think so? No, like if. Like, Tyler Breeze turned on Fandango or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Nobody's going to give a shit. Yeah. But this actually meant something. This meant... It was... Dude. Yeah. Yeah, this this actually meant something. And I I did not want him to... I get it. And it it's awesome for business. But to tell you the truth, I did not want him to break up. Like, I knew it was and, coming. I and, did and, not and want and it to happen. That, that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. You know, you 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 you're emotionally invested in this in this tag team, mm-hmm. whereas somebody like when when Goldust and our truth broke up, nobody gave a shit. <laughs> nope, nobody. Cared. If anything, I cared more about that little thing he did on Raw, saying that he that you know Goldust is back or whatever. Look look at their build compared to Goldust and fucking our truth. Our truth. It's like you had stupid. these guys tag team going to going to a cruiserweight classic as en- as not Just enemies but the- as against each other knowing they were going to be a tag team afterwards and give it all they had and then come out and win the tag team titles and then try to win the it tag was, team titles again it was all it was all such a great build up it was and it a year basically a year in the making yeah and that that's what raw and smackdown lack it feels like i don't know it feels like they it feels like someone's in control of the pay-per-views and everyone else is in control of the show and they kind of gets mixed up last minute. Yeah, and and uh, a lot of the things that I've heard is that they plan stuff for long term, mm-hmm. but then along the way, they, they change their mind about the stuff they planned originally and they can't stick to the original plan. Yeah. Whereas over here, they do their tapings very frequently within each other to the point where like they don't have that kind of opportunity to change their mind Mm -hmm. in in the way that like raw or smackdown whoever's in charge of that be it vince or whoever you know they don't have that chance to change their mind Mm -hmm. um so for these guys it's clear it's going to be a feud between champa and gargano but what do you see happening for the Authors of Pain, have heavy machinery, maybe Sanity tag team. I, I think Sanity should have a go at them. Um, because like we were talking about the Dusty Rhodes Classic should be soon. Well, yeah, I think I think they're gonna start building for that because I because isn't it like whoever wins gets a shot at the titles? Or well, I, I don't think they should be in it if they're gonna. Well, that that's what I'm saying, but yeah. like that they're gonna start building for that. They're probably gonna have them because they don't have a takeover coming up anytime soon so i'm sure they're gonna build I think something it's brooklyn three or something like that yeah that's that's in august so they need to start building something now for yeah august mm-hmm. which i'm thinking might be sanity sanity yeah that's that's what i'm looking to bet heavy machinery for me that's my pick or heavy machinery not saying that that's like the best, but like right now, I don't think they have other well, options. They don't, they don't have a lot of options. Either. They can if they, they start for they have they have pieces they can put together. Is, is TM six one? They they were injured. <laughs> I don't know if they're back. They I've never really been too sold on them. 
Me on either. the Aussies. Me either. But um, so because um, I remember, I remember trying to figure out—is that a Pokemon thing? Yeah, right. <laughs> I still don't know what that it's, is. It's um, fuck, it's a uh, Fury Swipes, I believe. I think that's DM six one. Yeah, that, I think it's Fury Swipes, I yeah. believe. So yeah, again, awesome fucking story built over time. That's how you're supposed to do it. Whoever's running NXT, I hear it's Triple H. They're doing it right. So I'm bringing this to an end. Thanks a lot. Everyone that was listening, anyone that tuned in, follow me on YouTube, follow me on Podbean or on iTunes if you just want the audio. If you don't want to watch me on on, uh, on YouTube, you can find the audio on those other two spots. Um, Drop any questions you guys want me to answer. Um... Hit this, like I said, hit the subscribe button, drop some likes. Uh, I want to thank you, Monsoon Mendez, again for coming in. Hey, man, I love Full Heel Podcast. I love you, bro. I, I love you too, man. Um, I love you right now. Yeah, thanks for coming. Dude, anytime, man. Um, thanks for all the love I've been getting recently, all the views I've been getting, all the people hitting my RSS feed. Um, I should have done this a lot sooner. I had just put it up on, I, or on, on YouTube. I should have put it up on, uh, like just audio because that's how that's how we started it and I yeah. kind of got diverted into YouTube and I kind of started with the camera things and I just never threw it up on iTunes or anything and now it's up there I'll throw up the the other 10 episodes and then I continued it from there and whatever's on YouTube is on YouTube and it's going to stay there and I got rid of the numbers on YouTube and I'll continue it from there on out the first 11 or the first 10 and then I started 11 all my audio ones Again, everyone, thanks for listening. Shout outs to Talk is Deep. Shout outs to Monsoon Mendez. Shout outs to the rewrites. And shout outs to you guys. I love you fucking bastards. Thanks for fucking tuning in. And stay tuned for Saturday. I'm going to come at you guys with an early fight club. It's going to be like a 1 o'clock. So I love you, freak bitches. Take it easy. <laughs>